Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. When I was a teenager growing up, my parents used to listen to the nightly news on the radio at 6 p.m. every day during our dinner hour. That was in the late 1970s and early 1980s. Inflation was out of control. There was fuel rationing across the U.S. and lineups around the block to get fuel from the few gas stations that had any. I was accustomed to hearing news of labor unions going on strike in search of higher wages. We heard about auto workers, steel plant workers, post office workers, airline employees, railway employees, welders. There was a chorus of work stoppages in multiple sectors of the economy. Well, on Sunday of this past week, 15,000 construction workers in the city of Toronto went on strike, bringing the entire construction industry to a stop in the city of Toronto and, in fact, in many other parts of Ontario. Those on strike include high-rise forming workers, the ones who do structural concrete work on apartment buildings, the guys that do self-leveling flooring, workers on framing houses and tile and railings and carpeting and hardwood flooring installers. These workers are now off the job building both high-rise and low-rise housing in the Toronto area and multiple other cities in Ontario. As someone who's in construction myself, I can tell you that finding tradespeople to work on a project is difficult at the moment. Now, this union wants the province's contractors' associations to return to the bargaining table with a wage package that reflects the work done during COVID-19 and addresses inflation, both the current cost of living increases as well as the anticipated cost of living increases over the next period during the balance of their contract period. So the workers are not only negotiating for pay increases to match inflation that's already occurred, they're demanding pay increases to compensate for a future inflation impact that has yet to occur. We've not heard of workers making these types of demands in a very long time. Under the Ontario Labor Relations Act, strikes in the residential construction sector in the province are allowed to start on May the 1st every three years, but they must end by the 15th of June. Any outstanding disputes are then settled through arbitration. So this dispute goes the entire six weeks, then the impact will be a six-week delay in construction on virtually all major construction projects in the province. The strike involves workers across the entire province of 15 million people. Ontario is an economic engine in Canada, and it has a GDP on par with the state of Illinois or Pennsylvania. It's a good-sized economy. Just like we saw the trucker protests in the city of Ottawa earlier this year inspire similar actions in multiple other communities around North America, this action, this strike, could inspire workers in other locations to start negotiating for higher pay. The problem is not confined to Canada or Toronto. In the middle of April, 600 Kansas City construction workers went on strike to demand substantial wage increases after rejecting a contract proposal from the Builders Association. According to the International Union of Paint and Allied Trades, the striking workers overwhelmingly voted to reject an interim agreement, and in addition to painters, this particular union includes tradespeople who work on glazing, drywall, and flooring. Under the proposal, the workers would have received a raise of just 1% under the Builders Association first proposal. With consumer prices having risen 8.5% in the past 12 months ending in March, such a raise would have in fact meant a 7.5% cut in workers' real income. My expectation is that very few developers have even planned for work stoppages or labor disruptions as part of their project plans. I would bet that none have even embedded any contingencies of time or money in their risk management plans for that specific risk. The purpose of highlighting this is for you to see around corners. Trends start slowly at first in isolated cases and then they spread. Those first cases can be a canary in the coal mine an early warning system for similar situations emerging elsewhere in the economy. Demands for higher pay might appear in other ways. 
it might not be an entire group going on strike en masse. It could be a single critical employee who faces a choice of jumping ship to another company for a higher pay or asking for a raise. Your budgets for 2022 had better include some line items for salary increases. Businesses are all handling pricing differently. When you go to the grocery store or the gas station, the prices are very fluid. There's no pricing inertia at all. It changes hourly. But your lawyer, your dentist, or your architect is not going to be changing their pricing with the same frequency as the gas station. They'll be adjusting their pricing maybe once a year or perhaps twice a year if inflation really accelerates. If your tradespeople are part of a union, maybe a steelworkers union or an electrician's union, you need to add the risk of work disruptions to your risk management plan. You also need to add a high likelihood of labor cost increases as cost of living increases hit every labor-intensive portion of your construction projects or your investment projects. So hopefully the strike in Toronto in today's episode puts the risk of work stoppages squarely on your radar so you're paying attention and watching for signs of things that might impact your projects. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. Talk to you again tomorrow.